bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to our Dumb Gay Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world like we're talking about reality TV. Um, Kevin McCarthy just got demoted to a friend <laughs> on the Housewives of Congress. Mm-hmm. And Diane Feinstein, damn, goddamn quit the whole ass show. <laughs> she did. Diane Feinstein, legendary California senator of over 30 years, died on Friday. And if that's not crazy enough, California Governor Gavin Newsom has nominated a full-blown lesbo to replace her. Okay? <laughs> that's beyond. It's I really... Mean... Everyone thought he was going to appoint a representative named Barbara Lee, who's been working in the... Whatever district. For 30 years. <laughs> Oakland. And, you know, he has been pressed. He didn't replace Kamala Harris with a black woman. Right. And Kamala Harris is the like only like at that point, black woman in the Senate or something such as she then became vice president and or she started running. He, and then he replaced her um, with who like Alex Padilla. Yes. And, Alex Padilla. And everybody was pissed. Right. So he's been pressed to put in another. Uh, black woman, basically. Yeah. So and he's we, promised that he would. And he promised that he would. And he he's flat out said, I've, yes, I will. Yeah. So everyone thought that was going to be Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee has been on all the news. She's been on all the TV shows. She went on right after Diane Feinstein died. She went on and she was literally like on everything. And they were all talking to her because I think everyone thought he was going to appoint her. And But, but and Barbara didn't. Lee is running... She's Currently, running for Senate. She's running against right. Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, and Katie Porter. And Katie Porter. So right. they're all um, reps in the House of Representatives right. from California. Right. Um, and so according to Gavin Newsom, he didn't want to unfairly. Right. Exactly. Because they've all been fundraising. And right. that's a really, I mean, we don't get it, but that's like a thing in the Democratic Party. Like you're sort of splitting up the fundraising dollars and it would be nice if, there weren't three different awesome Democrats right. in California running for that seat. We don't want to lose those people no. in the House. No, you know? no, we don't. Um, so I think that's why Gavin Newsom's like, I'm not about to like fuck with that. And that's what he said. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. So, you know, we're behind Gav and his used car salesman hair. Yeah, it's grease ball hair. <laughs> he's he's doing it. He's doing yeah, the thing. He's doing the and damn thing. And he uh, appointed this lesbian. And then can I just say, so the news is like saying like it's the first, you know, out gay woman of color to ever Mm -hmm. serve in the Senate. And I'm just like, it's the first motherfucking lesbian. okay? and I don't need (laughs) Kirsten Sinema 
And now I could just be totally wrong here, and it would be very on brand for this podcast for me not have done the correct research. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kirsten Cinema, Kirsten Jisma, because she yes. pretends she's bisexual. Mm-hmm. She's not even fucking. She pretended she was a Democrat. She pretended she was bisexual. I feel like she made it so that 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 Lafonza Butler, mm-hmm. who Gavin Newsom is is you know she- appointing to replace. Um, Diane Feinstein, she's the first gay bitch. Okay, right, right. I'm sorry, but she is, and Kirsten Cinema C- is not. You know, Kirsten Cinema went in there being like, "I'm gonna give in the end of the I'm I'm a Democrat." She's none of those things. None she's of a lying sack of shit. She is. She is a walking yellow, bright canary yellow dress filled with fucking bullshit. Jizz yeah, and filled pee. with jizz. She, her fucking urine dress. She's an asshole. Yeah, an asshole. Yeah, she's a fucking asshole. We don't want her in the L. Like as if it's me. We don't want her in the LGBT community. We even, don't see, fucking. Want that's her. how gross she is. That even those who are not in the LGBT community feel that her being lying, saying she is a part of it, is also offensive to thee. Okay, it is. because even that grosses you out, and it is gross. It's and a she's a liar. fucking little asshole. And she's ruining everything. Her and Matt Gates should go and fuck <laughs> each other and fucking have some gross kids and go ruin someone else's world. So, well, LaFonza Butler, okay, she's a fucking rug muncher, <laughs> out and proud. Mm-hmm. She was Kamala Harris's campaign advisor before becoming the first black woman to run Emily's List. Which is very cool. How much do we love that? Uh, speaking of LGBTQ. <sighs> Kiki loves Alez. I mean, I'm sorry, Kiki. Who cares that LaFonza's gay? What we care about is that Kiki had her as the campaign advisor. Kiki's got her. Kiki's got Jean-Pierre Legay. <laughs> exactly. And Kiki's got a couple lesbians around her. I mean. I think Kiki mm-hmm. enjoys Alez. I wonder if LaFonza and Jean-Pierre Van Damme <laughs> yeah. ever had any kind of chemistry. Now, I think Jean-Pierre was always married. Jean-Claude uh, Pierre. Okay. But, um... I'm living for LaFonza and mm-hmm. obviously living for Emily's list, mm-hmm. which is the complete fucking business. Yep. So Gavin Newsom, he's a tastemaker. He's a tastemaker and he likes lesbians too. He does. <laughs> okay. and, and, I, and I like Alex Padilla, quite frankly. I do too. He picks good people. He does. Yeah. Gavin Newsom is, you know what, for all les and purposes, he, <sighs> if he runs for president, I won't be mad. No. I won't. Not this year, but. No. Um, on Tuesday, eight Republicans mm. in the House of Representatives voted against Kevin McCarthy and got him fired as Speaker of the House. OK, he literally had to pack his motherfucking knives and go never in the history of the United States of America has a Speaker of the House been voted out Republican or Democrat. The Republicans should really they are honestly they should be. And if you identify as a Republican right now. I've said it before, and I, I'm not ashamed to say, and I know that we have some Republicans that we know. I know we do. Yeah. Um, you got to get out. You got to get out. You got to get out. This is embarrassing. I don't know if we this know anyone humiliating to, like, libertarian at this point. Right. I mean, I, 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 I if this isn't, if this doesn't, if this you're not moved by the um your party or the republican party that turns so deeply on each other 
in this moment. It's beyond the pale. I've never, I, I, I just can't believe it. Matt Gates, um, and the small, the eight Republicans who voted out Kevin McCarthy, um, and the squabbling that's been going on and whatever. It's pretty astounding, but the Democrats were just done. They were done. They were done with the lies, yeah. with the spin, with yeah. the bullshit, with the scapegoating, with the pandering to MAGA. They had had it. They tried. They helped Kevin McCarthy from the beginning. They helped him throughout this whole time. They were the reason that we got anything fucking done. And then he went on TV the other day and lied and said it's because the Democrats, the government's going to be shut down. Yeah. And they were done. They were like, okay, we're yeah. done. Now you're gone. And, and the best part of it is that Matt Gates, who who was the one who's like Kristen Gizma, who's, by the uh, way, a sex trafficking, sexual assaulter, underage girl fucker. What about his okay? weird stepson? Uh, right. Adopted, <laughs> quote unquote, a young boy for some reason. And then that boy country. became an intern right. at his office. And he lied about even knowing the kid. Yeah. Like, and then went into a hearing talking about how he loves his son. Okay. So, okay. It's it's only a matter of time before Matt Gates is revealed because it's oh. clearly he's being blackmailed and he's one of the lowest um, dirt bags that we have in politics. Yeah. Um, and I think when he gets revealed, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty gross. I think it's going to be, we know about the kid that he adopted. We know that he had sex with underage girls, but I think we're, we're going to find out with him is that something, I think he's full, I think he's full R. I think he's full raped. Oh, well, I think it's interesting just this, what voting out the speaker of the house and this historical or historic, uh, tragic vote, um, (laughs) It's like a microcosm of of the macro scenario, which is uh, the minority ruling the majority. It's like yeah. eight people in the House of Representatives. You know, it, took, it was all the Democrats, which fine. But the Repub- Republicans have the majority. They hold the majority vote in the House of Representatives, which has like 450 people up around there. You know, that means they have 200 and right. fucking 30 people or something. Mm-hmm. And eight people... Right. One person, however, <laughs> brought it to the floor. One. Yeah. It was one because of their, yeah, because the way rules. they got Kevin McCarthy in was for him to agree to the fact that only one person could bring up the, that they were unhappy and then we'd have to bring up a vote. Like they're so selfish and gross yeah. and just whatever. It doesn't even need to be said. But the best part is that Matt Gates went on the news on um one of the Sunday shows and said, I'm doing this. I'm relentless. I'm going to fucking bring it to the floor and fine. Maybe, you know, the Democrats are going to save him this time. But when they do, they can have him. It'll be on. They'll, he'll be their speaker, not ours. And Matt Gates, I think, really did think that the Democrats were going to. He, I think he thought he was going to do a thing that was going to come out at the end that Kevin McCarthy was going to stay and Matt Gates was going to be able to blame it on the Democrats. And then we'd have a whole they'd have a whole new spin of more blaming and lying. But he's wrong. And the Democrats said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And uh, we haven't seen Matt Gates talk about it since then. And history was made. History was made. So remember Rudy? Um, he's our Patreon baby who gave us uh, the birdhouse with the camera in it. I'm loving it. 
loving it. There's squirrels in there, Rudy. Tons of squirrels. It's nice looking. It's modern, but I like the way it looks outside for some reason. Like it looks clean. And either uh, a huge bird or another raccoon or the other night, there was a lot of ruckus. And I can tell you that the bird feeder was full. And the next morning it was completely empty. Why didn't you look on the camera? For some reason, the camera didn't. Oh. I have to charge it. Oh, or something. You have to there was some okay. weird situation that I think I fucked up. Well, but. we have enjoyed the camera a lot, Rudy. And it's, we see the squirrels, we see the yep. birds, we yep. see right up in their faces. Yes, right in the face. We see all their business. Um, so he's one of our original 14 listeners, and he still has not sent his picture for the fucking drugged in bulletin board, Rudy. But he did send us um, a scary clown. From Home Depot. Okay. So it says in the description, animated shaking clown on canvas box. Oh. Now, while you're opening that to take a gander, um, I was going to tell our 14 listeners that we told a story on our Patreon podcast about being accosted by the fucking Halloween clowns at Home Depot when we went to like go buy a single screw. And they're like, well, they're like laughing, yelling at us, being annoying and gross. So Rudy took it upon himself to buy us said clown, I'm assuming. Oh, that's a cool looking canvas box. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's creepy. It's like a. We talked about a, a clown that we want to get that's like a jack in the box. So he basically got kind of a version of that right it's kind of sort of going to look like a jack-in-the-box because it's on a box yeah if i can figure out i doubt you're going to figure that out right now is it just a? (laughs) there's the fucking laugh at home depot rudy that is the nightmare laugh at home depot that goes on and on and on and on look at the dogs are barking oh who is it goose what fucking actor? I thought I turned it off. Oh, no. Did the non-union acting for that. Why oh. can't it shut off? Where's the button? You okay. guys, it's go. a clown. Oh, my. Broody. To get go from a serene bird box. So what is? To a clown in a box. I just, I, mean, I just want to say um, a, quick no- a quick note about Patreon. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so scary. That is so gross. And that laughing. Oh, let's put it outside for the kids. Yeah. Oh, so look, fun. It's, it's got a balloon. So fun. It's our, your first Halloween thing at this house yeah. that you've ever. It's your first Halloween thing you've ever, ever had. Ever. Ever, ever. And it's a pretty baller good one. It's pretty good. I think Rudy might be rich because he bought... You that birdhouse with the camera in it and like forgot about it in a closet, he said, for like oh, wow. a couple years. Because that thing is nice. Yeah. So is this. Yeah. This clown is pretty baller. I just want to do a little note on the Patreon. Um, we do three Patreon podcasts a week. And uh, for $2 a week, you can do the audio versions, which will go right into your Apple or Spotify. For $3 a week, you can watch. Good God. <laughs> Okay, There's on. the dogs. Oh, ice. Why won't it shut off? For $3 a week, you can do 
video versions where you could see this fucking clown because we are definitely going to show this clown to the group. Um, okay. And uh, if you want, you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, um, or you can go, there's a, a link in the description of this podcast. You can listen to a free one. We like encourage everyone to join. I mean, we, we post them every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 10 a.m. We're also starting um, starting this month. We're going to start posting this podcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. So we will have, mm, right. if you join the Patreon, whether you do audio <sighs> or video, we're going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday podcasts at 10 a.m. Right. Yes. So um, thank you, Rudy. Thanks, Rudy. Um, who would have thought that was exciting? <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> now, Andione, Mama, you know Andione. Of course. She is uh, one of our super, super OG 14 listeners from England, which of course we love. But she's such a Patreon baby now, Mama. I don't even think she listens to the regular weed anymore. Oh. She's strictly... Strictly pa- Patreon? Strictly Dickly Patreon. So <laughs> Wow. Uh, she may not even hear this, but um, maybe she came back to this podcast after we took out the heavy politics. If she did, I hope she didn't listen to this one because we're talking politics at the very beginning of the show. But um, that's we've taken that out for anyone who's sitting there salty. <laughs> um, anyway, she sent us this funny card with a, a magical stone. Okay, it says, you a bad bitch. Girls, I have a lot to say, but I'm far too lazy to write it all. Anyhow, just wanted to say good luck for all of the upcoming changes and send love to the new babies. Love, Andy Oni. P.S. I had to do a Google to find out what went down. P.P.S. I never liked Jeff Lewis and his <laughs> and his stank attitude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Andy Oni. Better get on that Google. So inside, there's a rock. I've and it it says, I prefer to think of it like a gemstone. Or oh, a gemstone. A green sort. sardonyx. It's a calming crystal. A crystal. I love it. Like, it's a, inside is a rock. <laughs> a green sardonyx is green and white and is very protective. It embodies a vibration of happiness, optimism, and confidence. It can boost our willpower, confidence, and encourage more self-control. This is a very good stone to keep with you to attract good luck, fortune, and new friends. Green sardonyx is also known to strengthen existing relationships such as marriage or partnership it helps to boost our immune system and helps to alleviate depression wow what a stone well uh maverick That's was really too. having fun playing with this yeah he liked this, it the green sardonics in its bag mm, oh that's pretty. really pretty it's it's a lot wider than people might be imagining very cool and there's some stickers in there yes there are stickers in here. They say girl power. I mean, she sent that green sardonyx all the way from England. There's got to be, it's got to have gotten really magnetized during that trip. Yeah, um, traveled. And speaking of people who are on our side because we were unlawfully fired. Mm. Yeah. Um, we got a set of black ooh, coasters. Ooh, cool. That say chow on them. <laughs> oh, that's and cool. And all the notes inside said was from a former chump oh <laughs> wow yeah how exciting very yeah. exciting so very exciting those are cool yeah they're very cool right ciao mm-hmm. ciao babies that's great yeah i love that very cool i love that 
Um, last but not least, Momo, mm-hmm. we have been on our fucking cleanse and we are nine days into our cleanse. Yeah. You can believe it. I know. It's crazy. And not drinking, not smoking. Yeah. Now, Jacob sent you some Nick Arette, bitch, okay, oh. for your cleanse, Julie, moi. From Jacob. Look, first of all, Jacob, number one, I'm on a cleanse too, okay? (laughs) Number two, I wonder which Jacob this is because it's really thoughtful. And I know Jacob Raptosh is very thoughtful, but he usually goes by Jake, I thought. Mm. So I'm not sure if this is Jacob Raptosh or a different Jacob, but the Nicorette, it's a big box of Nicorette and it's cinnamon surge. Nice. Now you like cinnamon. I love cinnamon. That's going to be good. Do you think that you will bring these on our trip to Polynesia? Oh, interesting. I wish that we could smoke them. I but mean, yeah. I'm going to chew it. Yeah. Well, you know, my friend Betsy always got Nicorette. She never even smoked. And she got herself Nicorette and she loved it. Well, yeah, because it's a total appetite suppressant. Yeah. It gives gets you a little jacked. Yeah, but it's like a cat. It's like a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking here for it. I should change my, what I said to not, should we, you take these on the cruise, but we're taking these on the cruise. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, thank you so much. Now it's time for a meeting in the ladies' room. This is our segment called The Ladies Room, and it's just ladies <laughs> talking ladies stuff. And we are very excited for our guest today because though she's been on this podcast many times, she's never been to the ladies room. <laughs> now, if you're one ladies of our, room, if you're one of our original 14 listeners, you may remember her as a <laughs> former White House intern at the exact same time as Monica fucking Lewinsky which we are, of course, completely obsessed with. But she also hosts Reality Life with Kate Casey, which is the premier podcast for all things reality TV. And it saved our lives when we did our very first (laughs) Bravo cleanse Mm -hmm. way back in 2018. Her podcast is crucial for anyone out there trying to detoxify off of Bravo. She's here to let you know there are many, many, many good shows Mm -hmm. and TV recommendations outside of Mm -hmm. the Bravo universe. And we can't wait to hear them all. So without further ado, it's time for a meeting in the ladies room with Kate Casey. So, Kate, right off the bat, tell our 14 listeners um, what they should be watching right now, because everybody is like, I think, like desperate. Yeah. The thing that I think you're going to love. Okay, I'm going to give you a high, like a highbrow thing and a lowbrow thing. Lowbrow, Love is Blind, season five is awesome. And here's why. There are only three couples. Okay, so the, basically the gist of the show is like you meet you meet someone through a wall and you have a bunch of conversations with them and you figure out, oh my God, is this the love of my life? And if you say yes, you get revealed to each other when a curtain is uh, like pulled up from the floor and you're like, oh my God, do I also think you're hot? Okay, well, let's let's get married. And then they let you go to a resort from, in Mexico for a week and then you have to go back to an apartment for like four weeks and they <laughs> meet your family and you figure out if you want to be together. So it's five seasons in. It's crazy every season. The first couple episodes, I was like, oh, this sucks. Like uh, there are only a, like a handful of couples that actually want to move forward with a wedding. 
But what's great about this season is that people that were in the pods earlier in the <laughs> earlier in the in the sequence, there's this one couple. Well, this one guy that a girl comes in the pod and she's talking to him and she's like, Uche, is that you? And he's like, Lydia, is that you? <laughs> they had previously dated and it gets better because mm. then he proceeds to tell the world that she's a stalker and that she may have found out that he was going to be on the show and figured out a way to get on too. So it's juicy, 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 Heather McDonald, juicy. It is real, (laughs) real good. So would you say that this, the the fifth season is like one of the best of love is blind? I, okay. If you want like the love is blind, real experience, like, Oh my God, they actually fell in love through a wall. Then you're going to want to go to season one seasons, two, three, four, a bunch of Instagram influencer wannabes. Forget it. Season five's good because it's, it's like, there's this new angle now where you're like, Oh, they're, they're trying to work the system, but then there's this whole other level of relationships. Like, yeah, girls totally stalk guys that they're interested in. And for me, it was like, the, the girl, the guy goes, uh, yeah, you were stalking me. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, remember when you text me a picture of my apartment and oh. wrote me, I see you. <laughs> and I was like, girl, you're going about it the wrong way. Oh you my stalk gosh. from the bushes. Yeah. You so it's good. Yeah, you do the drive-bys. Well, you told us yeah. to watch um, Special Forces. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You watch Special Forces where all the celebrities show up and they get screamed at by the drill sergeants. <laughs> and we watched season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. And I then proceeded to go on home and watch all of season one, like in one sitting. <laughs> it, and was it was good. So good. It was good. Yeah. I'm like loving that. And I never would have known it existed if it wasn't for you. Mm. It's on well, at nine o'clock that. at night on Mondays. What a weird time. Well, I'm going to tell you the next one for you, which is. I feel like Julie will be happy with this one. It's called <laughs> Escaping. It was. It's like Escaping Twin Flames. I'm going to get you the exact t- title because it. it airs. It, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's probably going to be familiar to some of your listeners. Um, oh, it's called Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe. <laughs> it's a little bit too long. But you take two people that give out love advice like dating advice about how to find your soulmate and these and and then when you see the couple that's giving the advice you're gonna go do you remember when patty stanger had assistants that work for her and you're like those are the people helping people find love how is this possible they're like four times worse than that they're the most they look like they live in a van down by the river (laughs) and there are all these other van by the river people that followed their every word and like they would pay for seminars like I just saw this part where it's like they paid for a seminar. It was like $2,222 a month, which is the most specific (laughs) price I've ever heard. But people were spending all this money to get insight from them and advice on finding their soulmate. And it's just like these two complete losers. Um, So I think you're going to love it. Just quickly, first of all, I feel seen. I feel <laughs> Kate. Maybe I you're just, gonna like it. I just feel that somehow we just you just knew my heart. No, because I know. Just because upon... you got mad at me. You got mad at me at the improv because you're like, stop sending me documentaries where it's the, it's like the true crime where it's not figured out. Who oh, did, both of us. Yeah, we need justice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. both. That is that is particularly Brandy. Yes, and me also. We need the justice at the end. But this <clears throat> from a very quick peruse. On an article I'm looking <laughs> as we're talking on Variety, 
I just need to say, uh, let me just read this to you and the group <laughs> desperately seeking soulmate colon escaping twin flames universe. <laughs> Which will spotlight the alleged online love cult run by YouTube influencers Jeff and Shalea Divine. I'm already yeah. in. I mean, yeah. I think we know that anyone using the phraseology twin flames yeah, has a problem, mm -hmm. and specifically Agreed. coming from Memphis and Christmas. <laughs> yes. From mm -hmm. Big Brother All Stars. Mm -hmm. After she, you know, got wasted and God bless her soul, we've all been there and, you know, threw dildos at her boyfriend who was cheating on her. Mm, <laughs> and yes, yes. Um, I guess they're used sex toys. And then she met Memphis and they proceeded to go onto the beach and call each other twin flames. Yes. And, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Yes. And that's when we all went, huh. Yep. Twin flames. I wonder if they were part of the love I, cult. I wonder too. I don't know. It's funny you say that because I don't know what happened in the algorithm, but I came across her post like a, a week ago and I was going down that rabbit hole too. Well, we're going to go down this rabbit hole and it's also <laughs> severely apparently LGBTQ plus centric. Because oh, that, that really, it really does track because LGBTQ plus will be getting dragged into the twin flame universe. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Especially <gasps> if you're promised oh. a soulmate. And apparently, <laughs> according to this, the group is particularly controversial for urging members to change their gender identities. I am so fucking involved. I'm already in. I'm already you're, watching you're... it. I gotta go. <laughs> I know. By the way, I, the, speaking of algorithm, I, I, you know you're like sent stuff and then you're like, how did I find this? But I found, I was sent this couple the two gorgeous girls and uh, girls they're like 27 year old women that just got married in georgia and it was a tiktok of this girl uh and she was like oh, i can't believe it the lesbian carringtons are now married and i was like looking at their they have like this most beautiful they basically they're like if martha stewart married herself Ooh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm obsessed and they have the most like beautiful names like one's like they're Olive London L U N D N and Olivia Stallings. Oh, and, and I was not, like, wait, they're this is a the, somebody took somebody's name. These aren't sisters. No, they're no, no, yeah, they're, they're lesbian like, lovers. Well, well, they now they're both Stallings. I think Olivia was like Olivia Bennett McCollum, if I remember. Correctly. Oh my but god, have, rich like, people, gorgeous, gorgeous outfits, perfect jewelry, perfect makeup. They're like, <laughs> somebody needs to get them a reality show, a media mente. Like, oh, I'm sure it's 100%. in the works. It has to be in the works, it, especially it doing be. like a same, same, yeah, rich, like situation, rich, like girl, girl wedding, like yes, mm -hmm. rich and gorgeous, and the and to boot, they live in Georgia, like oh, perfect. Oh my god! I always feel like I'm looking for reality shows like all the time, and I'm like, that's a reality show right there. Yeah, yeah, Boom. yes, that's, that's gotta a good be. one. They're probably priming it. I'm it sure that's be. why they it's out there. They have to be priming it. Okay, now and Kate. They, and they have so much money in early 27, and I don't get it. Like, they have. It's got to be family money. Has to, has, to be. Has, to be. has to be. Has to be. Which yeah, is even be. like sexier. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. We love a generational wealth moment. <laughs> well, I can't relate to it, no. but I do appreciate it. Well, yeah. that's why we all like it. Because exactly. it's like aspirational. Can, yes. Okay, so this is why, though, we're telling our 14 listeners. Your podcast is where to go. You're an expert when it comes anything to TV, like the trashiest unscripted, obviously, Love is Blind season five. 
that's what you came out the gate with. Mm-hmm. But you'll also right. go to like the bougiest scripted. You covered yes. all in your podcast. So I want to get your take on the writer's strike. Mm. So it's finally mm-hmm. over after 148 days. They got, I mean, they did the damn thing. They did it. They got it all. They really did. Yeah. So they got increases to minimum wage and compensation by minimum wage. That's like a million dollars yeah, a day. <laughs> right. Um, they got increased pension mm. and health fund rates, which that's great. Um, right. The What I think is most important is they got like improvements to like the their length of employment minimums and mm-hmm. the size of writing teams. So mm-hmm. the writing teams had and, and rooms had progressively gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. That means the burdens had gotten heavier on, on each, each individual writer, right. the hours longer. Also, they were shoving everything into very short, like six weeks, right. and then you're unemployed for a year. Right. Awful. And it's like, no, dude. You can go ahead and stretch the season out for three months like you do reality TV. (laughs) Yep. And then you can go ahead and go on hiatus for one. And also, this is for the watcher, the viewer, too. As somebody who just watched the morning show Mm. from beginning to end, I, I see the problem in these huge hiatuses where I watched season one and I was like pretty into it. And by season two, I was like, what is this show I'm watching? Like, yep. I don't recognize the show. Mm-hmm. And when you binge it like that, you can really see how different. You can see it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, go ahead and write the whole fucking show, Yellow Jackets or whatever it is, mm. in one pop and keep the writers employed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During um, the strike, I had an unemployed um, writer tutoring my daughter. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. like Tutor, someone like- from the union or a writer like Julie and I? <laughs> Like a real one or um, like a shitty one? Yeah, like he's worked on different. He's worked on different projects. Yeah, I don't know, but, but he like uh, just to put in perspective, people like if you're out of work for a long time, like they're like scrappy. Like they, yeah, it's not like they're like on vacations. Like the CEOs, like everybody in entertainment. By the way, there's like a whole strike. Did you notice people are on vacation for like six weeks? I was like, and like Europe and blah blah. I'm like, how's anybody going on vacation when you haven't worked? Well, exactly. exactly. And also... They all have podcasts, too. Yeah. Maybe if you pay them enough and keep them working, they'll get the fuck out of the podcast space and leave it for us. <laughs> I mean, pray to God. Pray to God. So they also got better residuals, including foreign streaming residuals. At foreign, I guess, and streaming. Just all of it. They need all of that. So yeah. Um, what is this? Do you know what this is going to mean for, like, like scripted tv in 2024 and also everybody was all like had a hard on for like this is when the big reality boom happens you know that's the interesting part um that that was what people expected because in 2007 2028 that's what happened but it was my experience that there was no one was and i was pitching stuff myself no one was buying things because i think that they were so strapped they were so concerned about money um, there's only 38 hours of unscripted programming across five broadcast networks. So that's about an 81% uptick from last year. Um, reality was going to be brought in to save networks, but surprisingly the jobs are not there. Like people I know in unscripted, like they were desperate to get jobs. No one was buying projects. So it's really weird. You would think so, but no. Yeah, they were, like, taking a lot of game shows, it seemed, and, like, Mm -hmm. getting celebrities to host game shows, and it's, like, 
I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't need 20 new game shows. On like, I'm no. just not really here for that. No, and I also it's so mm-hmm. annoying that so, and it and I the the trend of what happened with COVID, which destroyed everybody's jobs, and then we came back or whatever, and then it's like celebrities are going to be the first ones to go back to work anyway, and then everybody underlings and then under those and under those are going to be struggling and struggling and struggling it's just like why don't you give a game show to somebody who's not a celebrity also you know what i mean anyone can yeah. i mean not anyone but right and I, like, like why wh- is elizabeth banks who's a great actor also great actor great producer great pro- be that why are you hosting fucking whatever that mm, thing is it's a throwaway job yeah and she must be miserable doing it like i can't believe where i am in my career that i'm hosting this yeah (laughs) and she doesn't need to i mean i guess it's fun i think she wants that wants the cash that's like the syndication that would go right like nick cannon like take it down a notch (laughs) like oh my god let someone else have a job it's just like i tell you I went to the Mass Singer taping and mm. I thought to myself, this guy is the easiest job. I felt like he was in his bat cave, walked out kind of like he, he could have been high. I don't even know. But he was kind of like kind of like barely walking out. He would like read two <laughs> sentences off of a uh, like a prompter and then go back into the bat cave. And I was like, I want that job. Of course. The best job in television. Best job in TV. Yeah. Best job. I want to know. I don't know. Did you have to sign like an NDA to do sit in the audience of that? Or you? No. Uh-uh. So. No. Oh wait, did I? Maybe I don't remember. Are they back to like filming that like an actual show? Or are they still doing it like piecemeal? Where it's like. No, I, I mean, I was there January or something, and no, there was total audience there. I wow. think I signed something that said like, "Don't spoil the show before it airs." You but know, you, like. But you. Um, but they came out and performed and and then they judged it was all together like a real show yeah totally yeah it was i because my sister wanted to hang out with jenny mccarthy for her birthday and jenny i go jenny this bitch uh, all she wants for her birthday is to hang out with me and jenny goes well, why don't you come down and mass singer and i was like you want to torture me and she's like yeah come down <laughs> so we went to watch a taping of my sister from new jersey was like this is the greatest night of my life i'm like well you got to get out more <laughs> and so yeah we went to the whole taping it was way too long i don't like tapings of shows because it's way too long for my taste like i don't need to sit in a chair and like see you know yeah, some do high free, school free audience Nebraska, filling like free mm-hmm. go yeah yeah I, I could not do that so yeah no it was a full audience and um uh, yeah it was a well-oiled machine i gotta say that oh i'm sure and that because for during the pandemic and i think the following year hold on mighty <laughs> cut the shit <laughs> they delivered something and we have the door open oh um, yeah my dog's the same <laughs> during the pandemic they were like using old audience footage oh it's clear so oh, obvious that was great yeah oh, yeah i love that i do it miss the those same days. person yes yes like ooh. yeah or I like was crying they were gonna show my reaction scene so i was just a stone cold bitch the whole time i mean <laughs> i am glad i do i feel like i like it better where this just like a regular stage show yeah. of course i'm waiting now to see tom sandoval i hate watch it now but like yeah it is entertaining I, when, when I watched it, uh, this group went out in their weird outfits and they performed and I looked at my sister, I go, it's pentatonics. And she was like, huh? And then it was revealed they were, it was pentatonics. And she was like, are you some sort of wizard? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that show, like we all kind of get so good at it though. Cause we, you know, we just know people's stupid stories and the songs they sing. 
Yeah, and also who's needs press this year. Exactly. Who's been in the news, the, whole, yeah, the casting. Precisely. I mean, so one of the things, so the uh, the SAG, which we are, we are actually in the Screen Actors Guild. Mm. Are you in there, Kate, or no? I am not, no. Mm-mm. So we're still on strike, and um, Julie and I are not participating. <laughs> um, we're we're well, supportive I mean, from afar. Yeah, I mean, what are we going to do? And, uh, well, we could pick it, but we're not. No! Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but one of the things <laughs> they're fighting for, and like the WGA, which the WGA did get this, is the use of artificial intelligence to replace, like, human actors or voices or writers. Um, we, on our mm-hmm. Patreon podcast, we like to do a lot of music. And Julie, you know gets behind her keyboard and we do like weird original music and she came up with a beat and (laughs) one of our you know patreon and our patreon subscribers all right was hiding from her family like Mm -hmm. at thanksgiving it was like hiding in like her room and went on to what's it called (laughs) chat 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 yeah 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 and she when when we're doing the songs with the beats, we're always Julie's just making up lyrics, but we never remember them. We don't write them down. And she literally went in. One of them was called "Girls Trip," and it's like a sinister, Ooh. sadistic girls trip. It's a it's a it's an EP. It's only four songs. And she went into her room and went on Chatbot and wrote the fucking lyrics to it. Mm-hmm. And it, the lyrics are bomb. And that's when I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm. Not convinced all of Drake's lyrics aren't written mm-hmm. on AI now at this point. Like, I don't know what they need any of us for. Well, that's mm-hmm. why it's so incredibly terrifying in in every mm-hmm. single way. And so at least for now, the writers or whatever, and SAG is still fighting for it. But for now, there's a little bit of a stopgap of them using AI for every single thing. It'll eventually wipe us all out. But for now. Well, Kate, your husband, isn't he, well, in, the, isn't he in the tech space? Yeah, I mean, he's in tech and we talk about AI all the time. And mm. there are definitely some really great advantages to AI, um, especially in, in the medical field. Um, you know, you have a reduction in human error. Um, there's the 24-7 availability. Um, you know, humans are obviously only productive for a certain amount of hours. You get digital assistance. There's this opportunity for new inventions you have unbiased decisions. So since we're human and we are driven by emotions in certain fields like HR, maybe there's actually room for eliminating bias in the hiring process. But what, what about when they get feelings? When the robots well, get the feelings? And they will. <laughs> They're going to get feelings eventually. The matrix I, I, is going to happen. <laughs> well, the disadvantages obviously are that AI has really high costs. So that's actually maybe something good for the short term is that some of those things can be staved off because AI is an expensive process of creating. Um, the, the disadvantage, as you mentioned, is there's no creativity. Um, and then obviously it's going to take away jobs in some way. Oh my um, God, yeah. But there's also no ethics to it. There's no morality um, when you take out the homo- human component. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, well, yeah exactly. There's no nuance. And also remember, yeah. when we first had VHS, they were like $900. And now they were. they're gone. So yeah, but that was a long time ago. Maybe by the when AI becomes well, that's like what I'm saying. yeah, for the we'll short be dead. term, we, that's we what can I'm stay, saying. Stay that off. Yeah. But the thing that to your point that we that doesn't exist right now is that there are all those emotional nuances that AI doesn't have. So I think the the best thing we can do is to figure out a way to ensure that 
that's never compromised. I don't know how to do that, though. I don't think that's human just, beings so are capable it. of it. I think human beings yeah. aren't capable. We're not. We've shown it. And historically speaking, and that's why it scares me so much. And I can't deal with it on any level. It's like a natural disaster to me. It's out of control and human beings will not be able to control it. We've proven it with the atom bomb. We've proven it with nuclear. We've proven it with every single thing that we've created and been destructive on. That's next. But we do. In my opinion. Well, with those things, we use them once and then we back off. This, but we this is not like yeah. that. God, I just gotta. I it's think scary. It is scary. scary. It it because it lacks. The, it, right now, it lacks the emotional connection, the depth, the yeah. unique perspectives that come from a human experience. So, if you can duplicate that, then that's terrifying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that um, what I'm doing because it's kind of like space or thinking about infinity which i can't mm -hmm. or where all the diapers go and shit yes. which i just can't do i'm just mm -hmm. like fuck it right i'm gonna just think about what i'm eating for dinner i'm just leaning in because i remember when i was a kid my mom being stressed out if i stood in front of the microwave mm -hmm. like i think she thought microwaves were gonna cook my brain and she may for sure she might not she have, been have been right you <laughs> know been we, right. we still the jury's <laughs> out but yeah you know you there was really nothing she could do. Progress is progress. We're just going to go. That's and, true. And it's like that book where you got to just jump on and, 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 and go for the ride along because you look at like uh, downloading music and movies. I mean, my husband was very involved in the beginning of that too. And, and movies, studios and music companies were terrified of it. And now look at it. It's just like completely part of the ecosystem. Yeah. And right, we, but it's we have more technology life. in our phone than that's right true. to get to the moon. That's like the whole thing. I just can't. Yeah. I just just yesterday, a woman got run over by a self-driving car in San Francisco. My parents just were here, and they went to San Francisco for a day off of their cruise. And my mother was horrified, or both of them really, because they saw the exper. They're <gasps> in San Francisco. They're experimenting with self-driving cars, <laughs> and they saw them everywhere. And they were like, "Oh, oh I, thought you, you saw, I thought you meant they saw the crash." <clears throat> oh, no, God. Okay. no, they didn't see the crash. Okay. But then I was like, "Ugh!" And then we're getting into thing about it, and blah, blah. and then today on the news, what happens? A woman got hit by the self-driving car, and she's stuck under the car. And as the cameras are there, they're trying to get the lady out from under the car. And it's That's just like, I, 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 it sounds cute. You're going to, it's like, we're, we're, we're cute. We're being cute with a self-driving car and Tesla and AI and all the <laughs> shit. The shit's going to fucking kill us all. <laughs> Did you tell me that your mom's name is Phyllis? Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Phyllis, and then, yes. And what is your dad's name? It's Leon. Leon and Phyllis? <laughs> yes, that's correct. That is unbelievable. Yeah, they've known each other since they were uh, in grammar school. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many kids do they have? They have three useless children. <laughs> and what number are you? I am number two. Middle. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Middle kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so you kind of just took care of yourself. And the others are sister, brother? Sister, brother, older sister, younger brother. Mm -hmm. Is the br younger brother spoiled? Prince of the prince. <laughs> okay. And your older sister, does she like try to tell you what to do all the time? No, that she is not like that. She's actually very solitary in a way. She's like our dad. Very quiet. No. And, but be careful, Kate, because if you spoil your, your young sons, your older daughters will turn into lesbians. <laughs> Not the older one, though. <laughs> just the middle one. Well, then, do they have kids, your sister and your brother? That's why we're useless, because <laughs> no one has any kids. So Nobody I can, has kids. No, nobody has kids. So my, know, my... you're going to have so much money. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, because your dad was a doctor. 
because the kids that just wipes out the fortune. So that's kind of amazing. <laughs> that's you can go true. On great vacations. My later my later years might might be pretty good. But yeah, they're I, gonna be great. Unfortunately, they're dying. They wish for grandkids so bad, and I just have to be like, got a new cat. Take a picture of it. <laughs> Enjoy no, that. No, but also as they get older, they really want grandkids because they require yeah. attention. Yes, exactly. But we'll see. My brother, you know, listen, the men can have babies well into their 70s. So maybe he'll get some girl pregnant in the next five years. You know what I mean? He still has time. Oh, it bugs the me that the they prince. have no. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The of prince. course, the prince has no expiration date. <laughs> no. Where do, Where does he live? Massachusetts. They all live in Massachusetts. All of them. Where Where about in Massachusetts? <laughs> my brother lives in Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> Peabody, my friend. Oh, my friend Renee is from Peabody. I know really? Peabody well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He was in He was in Brooklyn for a long time. We both lived in New York at the same time, and then he moved back. He moved to Salem. Mm-hmm. And oh, then boy. he yeah. just got himself a house in Peabody. Peabody's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. 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 Nice suburban town. <laughs> nice suburban town. It's where you're going to hear a lot of uh, uh, people that talk like this, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we don't. We don't. You, we never got the accents. I think yeah, you never. You don't. I don't hear it at all. Your I heard it in your there. parents. Yeah, my parents definitely yeah. do have it. <laughs> they have it in a, in, a, in a subtle, slight manner because they grew up uh, in Boston proper. Got it. My roommate from college, Maura Murphy, every day of college would go. She'd be, she'd go, I swear to fucking God, I'm not going to class. I'm not lifting my fucking head off the pillow. You hear me? You hear me? Every day. Ugh, I love that accent so much. I live. I do too. I love it. I love it. I love it. What happened to her? Too. Is she still alive? Maura Murphy is a ball buster. Her husband, I think I told you about her husband. He was one of the the Capitol Hill cops on the day of the riots. Oh, my God. Wow. wow. He was the one that was ushering the senators and the congressmen out of the, out of the building. Like through the tunnels? Indiscreetly. Yeah. And then the day after, he, so he was there all night. Maura's wow. calling me, where the fuck is he? Where the <laughs> fuck is he? Um, and the next day he goes out to his car and someone slashed all of the tires of his car wow. and the police officer's cars all around them. Well, Maura Murphy and her husband are heroes, American heroes. Okay, Kate, before we let you go, um, since we're talking about kids, having kids. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have five kids. You're a super mom. We love that about sure, you. We are. Sure. Okay. Um, so the new iPhone 15 dropped a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, which it's like. That can just, the whole thing can just fuck off already. Like, for real. Right. Like, it's enough. Um, but, there, so there's a disturbing statistic that teenagers on average receive 237 smartphone alerts a week. I feel like I get those in a one week? day. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's probably low-balling. Yeah. Okay. So, um, probably that is on the low end. But the thing is that they compulsively, like, check their alerts. Mm. They don't turn them off. On average, mm. they just keep. They love to get that Starbucks notification, like there's a sale or whatever. Or like, like, come back to Wordle. Yeah. Every single <laughs> yeah. fucking app on their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know from you, you have five kids. Your oldest is in high school. Your youngest is in preschool. Right. What are your, what's your, what's your philosophy on phones? We, we do surprisingly with 14 listeners, we have a lot with babies. We have a lot of yeah. D- DGP babies. Well, I think smartphones, the appropriate age, and by the way, this is just my own experience. I'm no expert, but I think that it depends on the child. Um, But basically between like 10 to 14, and you kind of have to figure out like, 
if they're ready for it, like, can they handle current technology? Like, are there any other thing like video games or tablets? Do they like, are they responsible with homework? Um, like all those, like, do they have a personality and a, a maturity that they could handle just to have the technology? You got to figure that out. Like they would not be ready if they can't handle minor conflicts. They can't be held accountable for actions. They deal with impulsivity. Like those are all things they're not ready for it. But if they are ready for it, there are great things that come out of it. Like uh, my son, I drop him off somewhere. I know I can find him right away. You can like track your kids, which is great if they have a smartphone. Um, also socially, like it is hard too. If your child is the only one in like eighth yeah. grade that doesn't have a smartphone, it's like you may as well call him like, you know, like Prairie Girl and have her like living in a cottage and uh, taking classes (laughs) from a one room schoolhouse. Like they have to like, as part of the socialization they have, they, they want to be like included. Yeah. Um, you have to put controls on things. My husband, since he's in tech, like he puts a lot of controls on things with like certain words that like get triggered that they can't get access to certain websites or, um, will know that they're misusing like an app. Now that's not to say that there these kids aren't like wizards who can figure out how to like outdo the system and you kind of have to be as lame as it sounds like reading things all the time and doing research on like what the new thing is and how kids can kind of like get away with like hiding it on their phone. So you're consistently as a parent having to keep up with yeah, you new have technology. To, you have to be like a goddamn oh code God. writer. You do, you do. I don't even know how Absolutely. to put fucking things on the phone and exactly. I'm thinking what words and... I mean, literally, and, uh, it's, no, it's like my dad used to get like mag, like uh, like the medical journals every week because he's like, I have to keep up. It's like you have to keep up like that. Like you're yeah, a freaking exactly. doctor. God. Yeah, yeah. It's the exact same thing and also you... All right, so like my one one child is ADHD and they deal with like impulsivity things and it's really bad right before they get their period or they um, go through um, puberty. It's surprisingly ADHD is at its worst between or at um, puberty and when menopause. So, it, so it, all those things that come with like small social media things are amplified. So then you huh. throw that into the mix too. So you it really, it depends on your child and you have to like really be on top of it and have consistent conversations about like what they're talking about online, like coaching them through how to respond to things. Okay. Here's an example. Like, Oh my God. One time in middle school, there was this like group chat on the text, like for the group, for the grade. And, um, my one child was has ADHD and they were dealing with like impulsivity issues. And so, um, which are really, really hard, really, really hard for them to kind of like control, but it gets better. But anyway, um, so there was like a group chat and this one kid was like pissed because he got knocked off the group chat and he blamed my child and left this audio note and was like, who do you think you are? Oh my God. Like, you don't have power <laughs> over me. No one does. Not you, not my doctor. And I was like, holy shit balls. So I listened to it and I go, you got to save this and got to let dad listen to this. When you get home, I said, but for the love of God, don't respond to this. And this is like really serious stuff. And it, so again, these are kids communicating with each other. You know, when we were kids, it was like, you'd be like, fuck you or something like that. And then your parent would be like, listen, Julie, you can't talk like that. It's even harder 
to know what's going on and monitor those conversations on devices. So yeah. I say, for the love of God, don't do anything. Well, because of the impulsivity mm. issue, I come home and I look at the phone and that child is written. My mom says um, this child, un unnamed at this moment, um, is unstable and um, we should be very careful talking to them because I said to her, you have to be very careful how you communicate on these things. And this child obviously is triggered easily and maybe like some instability issues. So don't comment. But the impulsivity came in and they wrote, my mom says X person is unstable. And I'm like, I yelped like an animal in the wild. I was like, oh my God. You're, then you're like, I'm going to get a call from this parent and all the other parents are going to be like, who is she? So it just, that's just kind of illuminates like how complicated it is. So you have to be like on it. You have to read things. Um, my friend who's a therapist for adolescents. He goes, read through all their messages. Yeah. Which is like, add that to your fucking day when you got like mm. other kids and your job and all that. And that's also, it's like slightly depressing because it's a, a lot of emojis <laughs> but then like you know they'll slip in something like i hate i hate my life and i want to kill my dad i don't oh know something like that God. and you're like what what and it's it's a it's a it's like a, a cauldron of children with hormones and not being able to communicate and all of that it's mm -hmm. only, you know what it's like it's like being privy to a middle school conversation in someone's basement but amplified and yeah, you I mean, have it's to like go morons. through and be on top of it. <laughs> Basically yeah, a bunch totally. of morons talking. Yes. It would be hard not to be like, yeah. you know, not for nothing. Uh, you might want to cool it on. You're using a lot of emojis. I'm going to just take saying. it down by half. Take it down. Take it down. But 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 the good thing about doing that is you might catch something and you might help your kid out and another kid in the process. So mm. that's why you got to be on it. Now, do you uh, use the phones during like discipline like cutting down the hours? Do you let them have their phones in their rooms at night? Hmm. I don't know why I think this shit's interesting. Uh, I don't even have kids. But this is the reason. Th so they really have to be like around us at night when they're on it because God only knows. And I have a son, so Jesus, like I, who will, you know, like yeah. he's, yeah, <laughs> forget it. Um, no, they kind of, you know, have to be around us. But also the other hiccup is that all of their school stuff is now online. All their mm. schools have apps. Like my daughter is my oldest is in high school. So it's like she doesn't take textbooks to school or notebooks. Everything is on an app. Wow. So if you're, you don't have a smartphone, how in the world are you able to actually like perform in school? Like you read your homework on your phone? On your phone. And I, so Oof. not only do I wow. have all my apps for like working and life, oh then I now have a high school, at least four apps for her high school. But the great thing is I can look at all of her, uh, I can look at her total syllabus. I can see what she got in her last grade, what her assignments are. So as much as it's a headache, it's actually kind of making things a little bit more transparent for parents. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Like no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. back to your parents not having grandchildren. Wow. This is the shit you guys, you and your siblings don't have to worry about. Yep. That's true. Yeah, we're, we're just trying so to get... put your feet up. So when people are like, oh, you have five kids. I didn't have any kids. I go, yeah, some awesome life experiences <laughs> are going to come for you because you don't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> it's 
it's all pros and cons and cons yeah. and yeah. pros. We give up, yeah. we sacrifice one thing for another, and eventually in, in 20 or 30 years, we're going to be being abused in a retirement home because we don't have children to take care of us. <laughs> oh, they sp- the elder abuse happens to plenty of people who have kids. <laughs> believe me. That's true. Do you think that you would be interested in cohabitating at like a senior center? Because my one friend, Gina, is like, I actually can't wait for it because I like She's oh, like, I would live I, on a commune. Like, I think it would be so much fun. I'm 100% here for it. I want to be yeah, like I think I would be running too. shop, I like yeah. telling people their tools, like <laughs> fucking playing cards, gambling. I'm going to look oh my forward God. You know to what's not gonna being happen? a target. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> You two are at the same retirement home as me, maybe. <laughs> and we are going to be so judgy because, like, high school kids will come in and want to perform for us. Ew. And we're like, you're a horrible dancer. Your voice sucks. This isn't funny. Yeah. People are getting like, oh, I'm a new stand-up comedian. And Julie's going to be like, you are garbage. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. You know what? I never thought of it like that. And now I've now it's a, I'm going to completely no, reframe. Fun. I'm going to reframe. Yeah, reframe. It's I'm fun. reframing now. When when little children come with like dogs to pet, we're going to be like, fuck off. Yeah, Get fuck. them out of here. <laughs> we have our <laughs> own animals. <laughs> exactly. I don't need to pet your dumb dog for my feelings. Yeah, no. You take know what's your... interesting too? <laughs> At those retirement homes, the, the cats and the dogs go to the rooms of the people that are about to die. Oh, so right. I can see yeah. all of us in the hallway of like in the doorway of our uh, rooms going, uh oh, Benji's coming, <laughs> Benji's coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. My oh. parents live in like a retirement. Like, like an older, like a, a, a an oh, area yeah. where the you retirement can only community. Age. Yeah, yeah, and they're killing the game. Is, that, wait, is it that place in Florida where there's all the STDs? No, but I think there's STDs in all of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because they're all horny as fuck. No, my parents live here, Mm -hmm. like right near, you know, out like by. Leisure World? Leisure World? (laughs) No, where's Leisure World? (laughs) Leisure World's in Long Beach. It's unbelievable. My dad, or my my dad, hello. Dan's aunt lived there and she like ran the place. She had like craps games going, poker games. It's this huge retirement community called Leisure World. Oh, that sounds, that's a reality show. Yeah, no, that I'm, that, no, it is. Oh, I see. Leisure. Oh, oh, I can already say. Okay. Yeah. No, we're going to look that up. That's great. We're looking that up. Thank you so much for doing our Dumb Gay Podcast, Kate. We love you so much. <laughs> Tell our 14 listeners where they can find you on the internet. And I do just want to remind everyone again, there's more to life than Bravo. So you're going to want to check oh, out no, Kate's podcast totally. and expand your reality TV horizons. Maybe that's why Bravo hates me, as I tell everybody what else to watch. Um you can listen to me anywhere we listen to podcasts, Reality Life with Kate Casey, my must-watch list, which comes out every Monday. You can get it at katecasey.substack.com. Just sign up. You get it in your inbox. But frankly, you could just follow me on social media, too, to get it. I'm on Instagram at, at katecasey.ca. TikTok, it's katecasey. Twitter, at katecasey. And um, Patreon bonus episodes, too. Thank, Thank you. you. episode of our dumb gay podcast thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast we love and appreciate all 14 of you so much if you're new here and you like us but you'd rather not hear about dumb gay current events 
please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. Um, we do three Patreon podcasts a week, every week. They're all an hour long. Um, there's no politics, no ads. There's not even any like soft politics. <laughs> uh, there's no structure. There's no rules. It's not produced. It's kind of like vlogging. Mm, if you like yes. video blogging, mm -hmm. it's we just do what we do, whether it's what's going on, what we did that week, or just what we think about fucking paint drying. It's Who almost knows? like if you tuned into a show in the morning and you wanted to just listen to that show for an hour. Right. That's exactly what it's like. And it is on in the morning yeah. for some people. I mean, it's just like a morning or what doesn't need to be a morning, morning show, chat but show. I'm just it's saying a show. it's chat a chat show. show. We're chat chatting. Show. Yeah, we're chatting. We're just chatting. And if you just if you enjoy that kind of thing, then that's for you. You know what I mean? I like we enjoy a Howard Stern moment. Yeah. Also, if you like Howard Stern, you probably enjoy us. Um, something such as it's just like talking about shit. Yeah. Just, just whatever. Yeah. What happened? We're not like doing the hot takes. We're yeah. not fucking, you know, spilling the tea. We're not no. fucking dunking on anyone. We're just chatting, yeah. trying to laugh, mm -hmm. trying to make each other laugh, trying to laugh at what's not funny, trying to laugh at our sadness and yeah. through our sadness right. and with our sadness That's and it. while sadness. <laughs> and and I feel like, yeah, just trying to be authentic. Exactly. And you can subscribe for only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for one dollar, three podcasts a week for two dollars, or you can get three video podcasts a week for three dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. Uh, there's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes. But a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. 2017, it was, even though it was six years ago, it does not seem like it was that long ago. And certainly yeah. in these Patreons, we exist in a vacuum. I mean, people will be like, oh my God, like if you think about JoJo Siwa being six, uh. being 20, six years ago, she was 14. Oh my God. We were God. calling the bitch a lesbian before she was even anywhere near being out. And like, if you do go back and listen... And you get to an episode in 2018 where we talk about Matt Lauer. This has been on my mind because we've been mm. watching the morning show. Julie and I were in New York to do Watch What Happens Live. And we were in a hotel room and we did a Patreon like on the road because we like to do them on the road. And I was like on this weirdly, I don't know if it was from blind items or what, but I just got weirdly on this Matt Lauer kick. I was wondering whatever happened to the, that one lady that used to oh, work yeah. at the Today Show, and she was really pretty. Right. So I had been doing research on like whatever happened, and her and Matt Lauer didn't get along. And I basically just broke it all down to you. And I was like, it was strange because like the woman seems so likable, but mm -hmm. he like got her fucking like exed out and kicked off the Today Show. And we go through this whole deep dive. We're like, okay, good night, high five. We're gonna get up and go do Watch What Happens Live. And we woke up in the morning, and Matt Lauer was on the cover <laughs> of every magazine. He was all over the news and he had been caught and fired from the today show so if right. you do go back in the archives of our patreon and you hear that episode please know that story about matt lauer had not even broke it was the literally the night before yep. that i was like talking about it crazy that happened a bunch of times it's because you're you're a, well, you're both a psychic of us, but we definitely jojo siwa was uh well that was just clear yeah but still <laughs> we were the very first people to ever say that yeah because no one ever wants to assign that to a child no, not but gay you know kids. what not oh, a go no, no. 
there's a link to a free episode um, in the description below this podcast. If you're even still fucking listening, they're like, fucking if I have to hear about their Patreon for one more second. Um, you can go to the link, listen to a free episode. You can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. Um, there's a button on every page uh, regarding our Patreon. Or you can just Google Julian Brandy Patreon. It's super easy to find. We really want you to find it. We really want you to try it. If you try it and you don't like it, just cancel. It's no big deal. Just try it. Yeah. I still have yet to fucking cancel Discovery Plus. Wow. Like, I need to cancel that. They went with Max. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't fucking deal with that bullshit. No, we don't. Yeah, exactly. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Kate Casey. Mm-hmm. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, It'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain Is really to blame so I'll remove the cause. <laughs>
but not the symptom.